are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. You see, sometimes people pray things and they give the devil vital information. Well, check up on your praying. See what you've been doing. Don't allow Satan to deceive you. Satan doesn't care how much you pray. He doesn't care how much you go to church as long as he can distort your prayers or your prayer life to where it won't work for you. Now, I want you to listen to it. The devil doesn't care how much you pray as long as it doesn't work. And I'll tell you, religious praying usually doesn't work. What I mean by religious praying, that is just praying to be praying. You know, just pray because it seemed like the thing to do. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. If you're going to enter into prayer, then it ought to be in faith, and we ought to spend enough time in the Word of God to find out what God said about it. So don't use vain repetition as the heathen do. Pray according to the Word of God. Know the will of God before you pray. Because if you don't know God's will when you start praying, how in the world are you going to be able to pray? You can't pray God's will if you don't know God's will. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, if you don't know God's will concerning a matter, then how are you going to know whether to resist the devil or not? I heard an individual one time say this, and the Lord began to show me over the countries I travel, people that were giving testimonies about prayers that they have prayed and how that people pray prayers that are not accurate prayers at all. They don't line up with the Word of God, and that's what we're going to talk about in the fourth chapter here is accurate prayer. There was a lady said one time, and I heard her give her testimony, and I don't say this to belittle her because, you know, if you don't know any better, you just can't do any better. But she said she had prayed that God would save her husband. And she said, now, Lord, I'm willing to give up anything that we have just to get my husband saved. And they had some businesses, and they were doing well, They're doing well financially. She said, Lord, I'm willing to give up everything that we own if my husband just gets saved. Now, she went on to tell how that a few months later they began to have difficulty financially in their businesses and finally they went bankrupt and just had a terrible time. But she said, thank God, God answered my prayer and my husband saved. Born again. Well, now what this lady did was because she didn't know how to pray. She didn't know what God said about prayer. See, She was deceived by Satan to pray a prayer that opened the door to the devil. Now, you'll never convince me by the Word of God or any of your intellectual reasoning that God took their finances and made them go bankrupt so that he'd get saved. Now, if they were going to do that, then God would make everybody get saved tomorrow, and we'd go in the millennium the next day. But you see, God's not in the business of doing that. But you see, through her prayer, which was not accurate prayer, it wasn't based on the Word of God, she opened the door to the devil. And many of you have done the very same thing. You've opened the door to the devil and allowed the devil to come in and steal from you. Now, actually, I say this as kind as a know-how, but you have to say what it is because there's error in that. 
even though she might have been right in her heart, she's wrong in her head, you see. What she did, she was actually practicing idolatry. Now, she didn't know that. I'm sure she didn't, and I don't accuse her of doing that, but that's actually what it was. I mean, she didn't do it because she knew that's what it was. See, she's offered her finances as a sacrifice to get her husband saved. There have been some of you done similar things. Lord, just whatever it takes to get my husband saved. Just let it happen, just whatever it takes. And the devil comes in and calls him to have a car wreck, breaks his back, he's paralyzed from his waist down or something, and you think God did that. Why, God didn't do that, the devil did that. And your foolish praying allowed it to come about. You see, we just read here in James 4, 7, where it says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. See, when the devil came, you didn't resist him. You took it as being God, and the devil came in and killed to steal and destroy, and you thought it was God answering your prayer because you prayed wrong. Now, see, if this woman had known what the Word said, she just said, Thank God I don't have to give up our finances to get my husband saved. See, Jesus is the only sacrifice that had to be offered. She didn't have to offer her finances as a sacrifice. You don't have to give up one of your children so that your husband will get saved. And if you've prayed that way, repent and ask God to forgive you. Because you're offering a child or something else as a sacrifice to try to get your husband saved. That's idolatry. Jesus is the only sacrifice that has to be offered. And thank God he's already been offered. <laughs> and he's the only one that has to suffer over it. But you see, if you don't know any better, then you couldn't do any better. That's why we're teaching on the subject. Because there's many people opening the door to the devil through their praying. You say, well, how in the world could we pray and be wrong? Well, praying's wrong when you pray wrong. Because the devil can get a hold of some information. And he'll answer your prayer if he can when it's a foolish prayer. Now, see, this lady thought that God had taken their finances. Well, now, show me in the Scripture where God is the stealer. It's just not there, folks. It's just not there. But now, see, she didn't know any better. Well, when you don't know any better, you can't do any better. But thank God the Word brings us light, doesn't it? Now, the Word of God gives us some things that will teach us. It is your legal right to come boldly before the throne of grace, request heavenly intervention on the earth in your behalf. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. He says, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly. Not dragging in there, kicking the rocks, you know, and looking down at your feet and saying, oh, dear God, you know, I'm just uh, unworthy. Well, certainly we are unworthy within ourselves, but you see, the Bible says, he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So let's don't, put ourselves down just because we're trying to impress God. And I think sometimes that's what we do. We try to say, well, you know, my righteousness is just as filthy rags. Well, now that is true, you see. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. But we don't come boldly before the throne of grace because of our righteousness. We come boldly before the throne of grace because of His righteousness. Prayer is the legal right to ask God to supernaturally intervene on your behalf. Prayer is not to tell God the problem. 
Now, I know for years, I thought that's what it was for. Just to go tell God the problem. Say, now, God, you know, here's my problem. And just start praying all the problems. No, no. The Bible says God already knows the problem before we ask Him. Now, if God knows the problem, why is it necessary for me to pray the problem? Now, don't misunderstand me. I said before, I'm going to say it again. It's all right. You can talk your problem over with Jesus. You can fellowship with Jesus. But when it comes to prayer, accurate prayer, you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus and you pray the way the Word said to pray, you pray the answer instead of the problem. Whatsoever things you desire. All right, just ask yourself, what is it I desire? Is it financial situation? Then you desire finances to do a certain thing. Then it says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. Believe that you've received. Now somebody said, how in the world can I believe it when I don't have it? Well, that's why you have to have heart faith. You see, you can believe things with your heart that you can't believe with your head. How many of you can believe that if you speak to a mountain, it'll be removed? How many of you can believe that in your head? Well, you know it won't be removed. But Jesus is talking about a spiritual law that works down here from the innermost being. Besides that, he's not talking about a mountain at all. Not talking about a literal rock mountain. He's talking about a mountain of problems. He's talking about a circumstance that you face in life that can be removed by speaking to it, faith-filled words, and doubting not in your heart or by prayer. You see, Mark eleven twenty-three is not a prayer scripture, but it does come down to a prayer scripture in verse 24. It says, therefore, because of this faith principle, then whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. Now, don't forget verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. Now, see, we'd like to just forget verse 25 sometime, but it's just as much part of it as any of the other because if you have unforgiveness in your heart, your faith's not going to work. You're not going to be able to believe God. You're going to be condemned in your heart. And quite frankly, it's what I call a spiritual heart attack. You say, well, you know, I've got unforgiveness, and then you feel so condemned what you pray you can't believe for. Well, thank God, forgive when you pray. And then you can use your faith. And then your faith will grow strong. You get your prayers answered, and you'll find out you get on the right road when you pray the way the Bible says to pray. Sometimes I think people get the idea that if I pray long enough, and if I pray hard enough, then faith will come. Prayer does not cause you to have faith, but faith will cause your prayer to work. The faith that you need to pray the prayer of faith comes from the Word of God itself. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, our CD offer all this week is CD offer number 7316. It's entitled, Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. This series will give you insight into how the law of faith quickens you, makes grace available to you. You know the only way that you can enter into the grace of God is through faith. You can't get there any other way. Faith, the law of the new covenant. In Romans, the third chapter, Paul says, Quoting an Old Testament scripture, he says, There is none righteous, no, not one. 
Then in verse 19, he says, Now we know what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. So he's saying, God said this under the old covenant. There was none righteous, no, not one. But Paul said, just a few verses down then, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all them that believe, for there is no difference. So there is some righteous. You know, sometimes people say, Well, you know, the Bible says there's none righteous. No, it says that in the Old Testament. There is a statement in the Old Testament, but Paul gives new life to it here. And he goes on to say, We're being justified freely by the grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And the only way you can enter into the grace of God is through faith. You can't do it through works anymore. Uh, then he goes on to say, Where is boasting then? Is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Faith gives you access to the grace of God. That's offer number 7316, Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area. Words working